Hello, and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now, with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Zamora, the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora, and I am the notary entrepreneur. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the three most common tax mistakes that most notaries are making that are costing them a fortune. And today, I'm actually very happy because we have a a guest that's going to come and talk to us a little bit more about sort of the reasons why a lot of notaries don't know about this stuff and why they could be potentially saving a lot of money at the end of the year when they're doing their taxes, when they're when they're structuring their, their business, when they're finalizing their year of hard work, of success as, as a notary. Now, let me go ahead and introduce our speaker. She is best known for helping notaries with business tips around taxation and accounting. She's known as Miss Notary Consultant. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an amazing opportunity. You're very, very welcome. And, you know, we I'll, I'll tell the audience kind of how we met. You, were, you're, you're, you listened to the show and you reached out. I, I love what you said. You, you had a saying. You said that your mama, was it your mama or who taught you that? You said, if, uh, if you don't open your mouth, you don't eat. Who told you that? Yes, that is my grandmother. Uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So if you do not open your mouth, how can food get in? I love it. Yeah, and so you reached out and we had a nice conversation. I got to really know you. And here we are. We're recording this episode. I hope it's going to bring a lot of you guys who are listening to the show tons and tons of value. And I'd like to get started with with kind of hearing about your story because you you and I had a nice long conversation a couple of days ago. You told me about kind of where you were and where you're at now. And I just thought it was so inspiring how you've managed to to take yourself from where you were to where you're where you're at now. And so if if you wouldn't mind, I I just let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I know you went to school, you know, you're well educated, you had a corporate job. What did you do when you were working for, for corporate America? Yes. So the last job that I walked away from corporate America was with 20th Century Fox in the acquisition that Disney um, purchased. And so at that moment, that was at the end of my corporate ladder of just working for a particular a Fortune 500 company. I've worked for MBFG, which is um, known in California on the West Coast, Union Bank. So I have a lot of experience of just working in corporate with even startup companies. Right. And then your your career, your profession was in what area? Yes, accounting. So I worked the corporate ladder in accounting, uh, starting off as just accounts payable clerk to a staff accountant to a senior accountant. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is where all that sort of uh, accounting numbers background comes from, because that's that's what you essentially did for for, for a living. Right. And then on the side, I will also be a site coordinator for the VIDA, which is a voluntary income tax preparation. And so I've been doing that for a total of about seven years now, okay. um, providing opportunities for 
the citizens to get their tax done. And so as long as you made about $70,000 or less, we were able to do that. So that's another resources that a notary gym that was dropped. Now you you told me that you were you were pretty hard and and I mean for you to climb up the corporate ladder uh, would you say I mean you had to really put some effort into that? Um, yes, it was nothing but a blessing also, but it was it took a lot of work. Definitely, I would say yes. Right. Learning and getting mentored and having great relationships where people t trust you because you're working with companies. Documentation is so critical. Absolutely, yeah. And, and so then something something happened some at some point because it sounds like you're doing great and, and a lot of people would say wow you know Renee she's 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 got this corporate job and, and she's doing really well what what happened that started to get you to think like you know because now you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking I wonder what what happened when you finally decided or when when it when it hit you that you wanted to break free from from corporate America in a sense and and, and kind of be more of your own boss and, and be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So the story behind that was I worked with companies that I went in and helped them start their company, mm -hmm. right. From just start to finish and working with all different parts of the company, marketing, sales, operation, finance, you name it. That's what we were involved in. So I saw from groundbreaking companies starting from zero and making very much so success. And then lastly, the story behind that is one of my really good friends from one of the colleges that I went to, um, Lola Marymount University um, undergrad. She is currently very much so successful. Right. And so doing her journey of success, I was able to kind of going back behind, behind the scenes mm -hmm. and see how she started one company and it wasn't successful and it failed. And then she started her second company and didn't give up. Right. And now she's a millionaire. Right. She's pretty much the owner of the Shea Room. Right. right. And so not pretty much. She is the owner of the Shea Room. Right. <laughs> a company that is, if those that don't know, it's the TMZ of Instagram. Right. And so she's definitely is very successful and she helps her community through allowing the community to voice their opinion on a lot of different matters. So so here so here you are, you're you're seeing your friend sort of pursue her passion as an entrepreneur. And at the same time, you're helping all these other people build their businesses. And then you're thinking to yourself. What, what am I doing? Right. Is that, is that kind of what was going on in your mind? Yeah. Or? So the journey of that was just, wow. I saw her put in a lot of effort, the same effort that I'm putting into helping other corporate companies start their journey. And I was just like, Hmm, well, I can do that. My middle name is hardworking. Right. So I saw that it wasn't easy for her, but I saw that all of the results that she got in the end. Right. Um, and I just really felt that it was just inevitable for me, right? It was the next journey of my life. I wasn't really happy um, in general, just working for other people. And I always had the sense to work for my own, right? And corporate America really got given me the opportunity to excel as an entrepreneur because there's systems in place. And once you understand those systems and have respect to them, you can build anything. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and become duplicatable and, 
systems. It's, yeah, the powerful, a powerful way of looking at, at, at business and your life, if you really think about it. So then you decided, I'm going to go into business. What did you choose to do at that time when you first started off? So when I first started off, I created um, one company, right? And I was trying to figure out what I was really passionate about. And I have a pet company. So I literally have a pet company in California, right? Where people treat their pets as if it's their child, right? And I was able to excel in that business. Um, and it's a billion dollar industry, right? So I was able to learn about what my passion was and then how to build a business from scratch. Okay, good. And and then after that, what, what was your, your, your next endeavor? So I endeavored... Um, into notary, to be completely honest, right? Um, I was told by one of my sorority sisters that loan signing agent exists. I really didn't understand it to that degree. So she became my mentor completely. She was my mentor. She was the one that opened up the gates for me. Okay, right. And so why, why notary? Why was being a notary so important to you? So I'm just a hard worker. I always work professionally in an industry, but I'm always curious of just other side hustles, other side gigs. Mm -hmm. And that was just something that I was told that was very lucrative. And I wanted to just dob into it. And also I'm interested in purchasing a home. And why not? When she told me all of what it took to be a notary and everything that we do as a loan signing agent, I felt that that was just knowledge and I seek knowledge as all of the degrees that I have. Mm -hmm. I seek knowledge. What are the degrees you have? You have, a, I see, did you have a master's or what is it you said you had? Yes. I have my master's in accountancy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you had your friend, she said, Hey, check this out. This is a good opportunity. She agreed to help you. So she became, she became your ally, your mentor. And then what was, what was your plan at that point to achieve that goal? And what, what, at, at the time, what were you, how are you going to achieve that goal of being successful as a notary? Right. So I know the systems from corporate. I know how to start a business up. I know how to manage the business because I think financial literacy is so important. Taxation is so important to any business that you structure. So I had a leg up, I want to say, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. It was more so looking and understanding another industry that I was looking into. So with that being said, I was able to scale this business within six months of doing it part time as just a loan signing agent. And at that moment, I was able to just continue to thrive and be an advocate in this community. Yeah, absolutely. So taking all these systems that you've sort of learned from your past experiences, applying them to this business and uh, systems are systems and they work, don't they? They work. And if you really completely understand the system and knowing your position, you're not going to be great at everything. But if you can outsource the things that you're not great at and focus on what you're great in, oh, just the sky is the limit. That's it. Yeah. Who not how, right? Find a who that can help you with what you aren't good at and focus on what you are and uh, and then go with it. Now, you, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming just like anyone that starts a business, there were obstacles in your way, things that you had to... Uh, sort of uh, uh, overcome. What are some obstacles uh, uh, that you face in your journey of becoming a, a successful notary? So that's a really good question. Some of the obstacles. Well, just obstacles in my life is just, I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. So I have the mentality that I can definitely do a great job at overcoming obstacles and seeing the good out of it. 
So one of the obstacle is making sure that you have a really great driving record. The N and A do not play when it comes to driving records, right? Oh, yeah. uh, although um, being a part of the military, you have really great clearance, right? But the N and A and that auto driving was one of the hop obstacles that I really had to overcome. So uh, with that being said, um, I had to appeal the NNA, to be honest. I was one of those that was fortunate to go through the appeal process. And going through the appeal process, if you don't have the NNA blessing, it, it's not saying that you cannot do loan signing. It's just, it can be harder. And I didn't want life to be a little bit harder for me in this industry. So I worked with the NNA. I wrote appeal letters. I got my legal documentation in order for to do that. Um, in Los Angeles, we have red light tickets, and I think I had one too many. And with that being processed, um, that was just the only issue. And so when I was able to justify that, I was able to get the green light. And that was one of the really much so journeys. So I pretty much help people go through the appeal process now to this day to help fight them to have a successful career. Okay, so the lesson here, guys, if you're driving and you're listening to the show, slow down and get off Facebook. Is is that slow the lesson? Slow down. <laughs> you don't want to get no tickets here. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so uh, so then in, in your case, the legal system was sort of standing in your way at the very beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, and you wouldn't think that when someone has a military clearance, someone that doesn't do anything wrong, right? But yes, we never really look at the wrong is your traffic points, right. right? And that's something as being a notary public, and I'll be the one to tell you that that's what I failed in, right? We all have failures that we don't like to talk about. And that was one of my failures coming into this industry, thinking that, oh, I'm good, right? No, the NNA said, you're not good. And so I had to justify why I should have their blessing. Oh, I see. And now you're talking about NNA in terms of the background screening. Is that, is that what you're yes. referring to? Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The National Notary Association. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, the fact that you, pers yeah, you, keep, you kept pushing, you persevered uh, when a lot of people, well, maybe not a lot of people, but some people might have just said it was too much trouble and, and they would have just given up or moved on to something else. It doesn't sound like that's the kind of person you are. And then you mentioned earlier about how you left your home when you were when you were young. And uh, and I know we briefly talked about how growing up wasn't really the easiest thing for you. But in a way, it kind of has made you who you are now. Do, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Um, yes. So a little bit, I'm um, just telling you a little bit about my story and I don't really often say it, but yes. So at the age of 13, I left my home um, from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from there. And then I was able to fortunately stay um, in California. Who would not live or move to St. Louis to California, <laughs> palm trees, the beach. It was nothing but amazing. It was a gift from God. That's what I personally feel. But things didn't work out. So at the age of 15, I literally had to find a job and I had to support myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, because I didn't want to go back to St. Louis. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, being an independent 15 year old, 
I had to be good at my grades, but also make sure that my finance was in order, right? And at that point, zero period, they taught us about taxation. And at that point, I loved it. They taught you how to do your 1040 on your own, the paper way. Back then, there was no one doing the paper way, right? It was all like digital and things to that nature. So as I got the approval to work at 15, 16, 17, I immediately had the fortunate opportunity to go to college at 17 years old. And at 17, as always, we have those work-study jobs, right? I was able to work while I was in college, right? And then after that, I went to my master's program directly after I worked. I worked while I was in corporate. I worked while I got my master's in accountancy. So work was always something that I knew that I had to do. There was no one to support me. At If I fell, I had to get myself up, right? Mm-hmm. If I got in trouble, I had to figure out how to get myself out of trouble. But I was innocent. So with that being said, I, I knew the do's and the don'ts from just being in a big family and seeing some of their failures and their success. I knew I wanted to go the route with success. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super, super inspiring. And I, th- there's a story uh, of of two twin brothers and their dad was an alcoholic and he would, he would, he would beat him up and, and, and hit him and was verbally abusive. And one of the brothers ended up in jail and he, he was in jail for life. He just committed all these crimes. And the other brother was a successful CEO of a company. And one day a reporter noticed the discrepancy between these two twin brothers. And he goes to one of them and he says, Hey, uh, you know, here you are, you're, you know, you're in jail. You kind of made some really bad choices in your life. What happened, right? What did you do to end up in this situation? And, and the, the one brother in jail says, you know, my, my dad was an alcoholic and he was verbally and physically abusive. And that's why I ended up this way. And then the reporter goes to the other brother who's corporate America, successful CEO. And he asks him the qu- same question. So, you know, you, you're here, you know, you're successful. You made these great choices. Uh, you know, the opposite of what happened with your brother. What, what led you to make these decisions? And he said, my dad was an alcoholic. He verbally and physically abused us. And I didn't want to be that, right? I didn't want to, I don't want to continue the, that, that legacy. And it sounds like sometimes when we're put in a, in a, a difficult position, the way you were, it's, it's one or the other, right? And either you use it as an excuse to be to why you're you're not doing what you should be doing in life or you use it as motivation to to be better than than uh, than maybe what opportunities you were or weren't giving growing up. I I think that's it kind of sounds like what you uh, what you went through and the decisions that you ended up making that ultimately led you to the uh, success that I think you have now, isn't it? I I definitely agree exactly what you said in that explanation of just the example. It comes across to me a little bit as rich dad, poor dad, right? Right. You have two separate mentalities. You have two separate perspectives and two separate humans. What choice of what the spoon that you were given, how are you going to change your future, right? And I chose a path that I felt was successful for me. Yeah. And I got to say, I think that was uh, 
uh, I'm sure it was difficult, but very courageous of you. And so, uh, bravo, Renee, bravo. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're um, welcome. My auntie, yeah, my auntie always says, if anyone can do it, Miss Renee can do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Now let's talk about when you finally achieve success. So here you are, you're, you got your notary license, you're trying to appeal all these different things that, that are sort of standing in your way. You get your notary commission, you, know, you get the background checks, uh, good to go. And then what does it look like you're working? And what is, what did you, when did you finally say, okay, I, I've achieved my goal, I've achieved success? What, what did that look like for you? Well, one of my milestones that I'm very proud of is in like six months, I was able to gain $70,000 working part-time as a notary. And at that moment, I went direct sooner than most people did, right? When I understood what that was, within literally 30 days, I went direct. And so that allowed me to dibble and dab in, a, in both industry. I wasn't fully direct. I was still taking jobs from signing services and I was still taking jobs from escrow. And through that, I was able to be successful in a saturated area. I hear a lot that notaries, oh, it's too saturated. Well, I live in Los Angeles. That's mm -hmm. the most saturated area ever, right? Yep. Los Angeles County. But I was willing to put in the work, drive the furthest. Most notaries won't drive more than 20 miles. I was driving 60 miles, one way. If you wanted a notary to be there, you know, one at any time, that was me. That's it. Yeah. And I've always, I've always heard said that a, a great notary will never be unemployed. And I think that's true. <laughs> now let's talk. I love that. What do you think about that one? I love that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, yes, I just love it. Just a, a great notary will never be unemployed. And I believe it. Yeah, that's true. And then, so at, at 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 what point did you actually leave the corporate world? Were you still working in corporate America during this time? Yes, absolutely. So once again, so I have my own company, right? And I was still doing side gigs for the companies that I had left. So I was still their accountants doing their files um, on the side um, as I continued to be a full business owner with my pet company and also tapping into this loan signing industry, trying to understand the ins and outs of that, trying to understand all the major players. Who is it? What is escrow? What is title? What is a, you know, I understood what a realtor is, but how are they part of this whole entire process? Right. Absolutely. And so now that you, so, so now you, here you are, you've, you've achieved the success that you were looking for what does life look like for you now? Uh, how is it different than, than it was back then, not that you've achieved uh, your goal here with, with the notary industry? No, life is different. I see it in a different, if I could did it all over again, what would I do different, right? And I tell others, be confident in those documents, right? The one thing that I stress on is the closing disclosure, right? If you know all the ins and outs, that's what, a direct escrow officer wants. They want you to be very confident in what you do, but then also know that as you go do a signing, that's an opportunity to market, right? Um, if I would have known earlier that I can just simply ask the borrower for a review or ask escrow for a review, I think that that would have increased my milestone of where I could have been. So at the table, hey, if you like the service that you're receiving, would you be able to give me a review? 
And being able to just know more about marketing as a notary can really change the game for you. Absolutely. And now I, I see you in the, based on our conversations, it sounds like you have more free time yet you're still doing really well financially. And so I, I gotta say, I I'm proud of you. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And I hope a lot of you who are listening, take, uh, take the advice and, and use sort of Renee's story as inspiration because it is possible and will there be things that stand in your way that may hold you back yeah of course there are should it let you stop you of course not or you can it's up to you but if if you are the kind of person that's willing to say hey this is what i want and these are the reasons why i want it and you're really willing to put your head down do the work find a mentor ideally right renee i i, I mean both yes. of us have always thought about that and we both had mentors growing up in uh, in terms of our business and uh, definitely can you can achieve the goals and the lifestyle that that you ultimately want to uh, look for and I think part of today's podcast is a little bit of mentorship because we're going to discuss uh, I think something that's very important that a lot of people don't realize and that's costing them a lot of money isn't it Renee? Oh, it's costing them truly a lot of money by not knowing. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the, the title of the show is The Three Mistakes That Are Costing You a Fortune. And so why don't we get into what notaries really need to know about sort of tax law, uh, organization in terms of their accounting and taxes and all that good, exciting, thrilling stuff that everyone wants to talk about all the time, right? Uh, so why don't we start it off, Renee, with, with our first sort of uh, tip or the first mistake that a lot of notaries just don't know about. Uh, I think we're talking about publication 17. Isn't that right? Yes. The secrets of publication 17. So the secrets of publication 17 is a approved exemption. I mean, exemptions for notary public and also ministers. There's only two people in this world that get a IRS internal revenue exemption. And so within publication 17, we are able to exempt our notarial fees. So what that means is it's publication 17, publication 334, back and forth, you can get it. You are exempt from your notarial fees. So what are the notarial fees? So if I break that down, if I do a power of attorney and it's going to cost me a total of $40 in the state of California, it's $15 for notarial fees, right? If I do two signers in California, we can get charged per signer, not stamp. So that'll be $30. Well, what do I do with the extra additional $10? Well, $30 is exempt and $10 is tax. So when you're doing a loan signing, if you do a gig for $75, right? Mm -hmm. And you exhaust your exemption and it's, how do you exhaust your exemption? Okay. Well, in this particular example, I got paid $75, but there was two borrowers. So every stamp that I put, that's $30, right? And it was a total of seven stamps. That's more than $75, Miss Renee, right? Right. So, 15 times seven, that's $105. What do I do with the difference of $75, which is 30? 
you cannot account for the difference, which is $30. But that whole entire signing, because it was profitable from stamps perspective of $105, right? But you only got paid $75. You can exempt the entire $75, okay? But, so only, up, but only up to that amount. Correct. Right. Only up to that amount. So you can only exempt the entire amount, $75. You can't exempt the leftover, which is $30, but you can exempt the entire closing. So in, in other words, you don't have to pay tax on that 75 now, when we're now, let's be specific. Uh, in terms of when we say tax, we're talking about self-employed tax, right? That the government yes. tar- charges. So it's self-employment tax, which is Schedule S E. So that's fifteen point three percent going right as of now. So fifteen point three percent as an independent contractor, a ten ninety nine employee, um, a co- independent contractor, right? We have to pay tax on the money that we receive because we're not paying tax on it, right? Mm-hmm. So self-employment tax is Schedule SE. And so therefore, Schedule SE allow notaries and ministers to be exempt from the money that they receive. In a notary perspective, it's the notarial acts. So how do you record the notarial acts? You have to do a really great job of how many notarial acts that I justified in that particular signing. So if I stamped or I signed for seven people, right? Mm -hmm. Through seven documents, you have to make sure that you record that. And so that leads us to the next segment of, okay, well, this is number one, but how do one goes with two? Well, that's the accounting system that you're using, tracking your notarial acts. So there's a lot of different accounting systems out there. There's one notary gadget, two notary assist, three notary earth, four VIN books, and lastly, five QuickBooks. So all of these systems are generated specifically for notaries. So when you put in one of your orders, they're asking you how many notarial acts were a part of this particular order. Not just the dollar amount, what you receive, but how many notarial acts. And at that moment, you can exempt that. The, the, yeah, the, the, the amount that would equal the total number of notarial acts up to $15 per signature in California. It may be different in different states, but here in California, Correct. it would be $15. So if I go to Florida, Florida is a total of $10. Right. Right. Using the exact same scenario. Right. I received the order for seventy five dollars, a loan signing, and I did seven notar- notaries right. on there. That's seventy dollars. Seven times ten is seventy. So five dollars is what I'm going to get taxed on on self-employment on Schedule S.E., which is the fifteen point three percent. But the seventy dollars you're exempt from. So the people, would- yeah. So the people that don't know this and aren't uh, uh, using this benefit, uh, this because we're, essentially we're public servants, right? Is that the idea behind the tax? Yes, yes. So because we are a public servant for our Secretary of State in our particular state, they are giving us on a federal level the exemption through Publication Seventeen. Right. So get this, guys. Fifteen percent. Of your income. Now, 
think about it. For some of us, especially if, if we're, we're in an office and we don't charge a travel fee, that could potentially mean most, if not all of your income could be exempt from this. But for the for most of us who travel, uh, assuming you're separating the difference between the notarial acts and what you're actually charging, that's 15% that if you're not taking advantage of this this law, this this publication 17, that you're having to pay every single year in taxes that you don't actually have to be paying. Is that right? Correct. In self-employment tax. Yes. Unbelievable. So the concept of just if we were an Uber driver, right, they're not going to get this exemption, right? They're going to have to pay tax on all of their money. But as a notary, since we are public servants, we give them, we the IRS give us a pretty much great gift. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Now, you mentioned a few accounting uh platforms and software which which of those would you would you recommend that out of all of them so one of the ones that i feel that is personally user-friendly it has a nice dashboard they have a great support system that gets back to you very quickly um and just really speak about a lot of the information that i just discussed on publication 17. They have videos about it. They have it in their profit and loss statement. When you pull it, that is so much notary gadget. I cannot say so much great things about notary gadget. So, so Renee's topic would be notary gadget. Good. Good. All right. And, what and after be? that, yep. After notary that? assist. Okay. And then after that will be then books. Okay. Excellent. So those are your top three, would you say? Yes, sir. Okay. We'll put, you know, what we'll do, and we'll, we'll just put uh, uh, links on, on the show notes. So if anybody wants to, in case you can't write those down or if you're driving, remember, slow down, okay? Get off the get off Facebook. Or we'll have the show notes with those links. There'll be affiliate links just so you guys, uh, you know, are aware. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we use them, and so it's something we would, wouldn't recommend unless we, we used it ourselves as well. And uh, what would be the third, uh, now that we're talking about accounting and tracking, what would you say is the third biggest mistake that's costing notaries a fortune in their taxes? So uh, the third biggest mistake is just tracking their expenses, tracking their expenses on accounting system. So yes, we talked about accounting system, but a lot of notaries do not account for, they had to do an extra trip to FedEx. And you put that particular expense into the order, right? You don't account for your mileage, right? That's a huge tax deduction, right? You have two types of tax deduction. You have the actual mileage or you have the standard deduction. You pick and choose which one you want to do for tax purposes. If you feel personally that you need a lot of repairs on your vehicle, you have to buy a lot of different things, then the actual Mileage deduction is for you. Standard, you just go with whatever the federal standard is. Currently, I believe it's like 56 cents to per mile, right? right? That you can do. So these things, when it comes to tracking, is very important when it comes to expenses in general and also the system that they use. To avoid this issue is allowing you to have really great books and in order to have great books, I can't stress it enough, is just paying something as low as 
under $10 monthly to be able to put everything in one sophisticated system that was made for notaries. You can't even get no better than that. So when you're going to a tax professional, you need to pull your profit and loss statement. And it's just a click of a couple buttons. But in order for you to be very successful, you need to make sure that you're entering all of the expenses that you have. We buy paper. Sometimes we forget that we bought paper at Staples that were a really great discount, $20, right, for right. a whole case. That's important to put into your accounting system under expenses. I love it, right? All right, so let's recap these three tips, these three mistakes that if you're not, if you're making these mistakes, you can avoid them right now and just start changing the direction of your business. The first one was publication 17, which means if you did not know about this and your tax preparer is not aware of it, bring it to his attention, his or her attention, let them know. The second thing is start tracking your stuff. The biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they're not tracking properly. And the best way to track this is through one of the three softwares that Renee recommended. And the third thing is tracking your miles because I would say probably, if, especially if you're a mobile notary, mileage is probably your, your biggest expense, isn't it, Renee? Mileage is one of the biggest expense, yeah. um, just in general. And I don't think a lot of notaries understand. We understand ideally just having a conversation. Yes, that's a deduction but not that many notaries are actually recording it. So these systems such as Notary Gadget has a filter in there and it does the tracking for you. Particularly if you go from, I'm going from A to B to C to D and rerouting back home, it will take all of those mileage for you. And the best part about it is it times it by the federal approved for that year. And it provides it on your profit for the in-law statement. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's huge, guys. So, I mean, not only is it a great investment to track your your business, but it sounds like it's going to save you a lot of time as well. So that's that's great. It's going to save you time, energy. And I think one of the tips that I would love to just drop a gem is that a lot of people think accounting and taxation is a one time thing. It's a 365 day investment into your business, especially being a notary entrepreneur, right? And we want to make sure that we're coming here to tell you the importance of keeping track of avoiding these mistakes, how a lot of other notaries that I consult, they make them and they try to get all of their receipts and they try to get all of their mileage tracking and also um, understanding of their notarial acts at the end of the year. They start to get started January and they try to rush into April, right? Mm -hmm. But you can do it throughout the year. Absolutely. And, you know, and these are, we just talked about a few of, of the benefits of, of tracking this, but even beyond the, 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 the taxing and getting ready for, for the end of the year, keeping good books and good records have, has a huge benefit in other ways. For example, I knew you were talking about an up upcoming event that you're going to have a mastermind uh, titled Business no, uh, Notary Business Credit Masterclass, which um, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what that is and how that ties into having good books and accounting and, and, and keeping track of things properly? Yes. So our 
event is the Notary Business Credit Masterclass. And a lot of notaries don't understand that this is a business and you can excel in it, right? And there's opportunity as leveraging business credit to maximize your business expenses. So there's companies out there such as Quill.com, Uline, and also Granger that's willing to supply the materials that you need for your business to be successful. So one of the things that we teach is stop using your personal credit, stop using your personal expenses to fund your business expenses. And so that's pretty much everything that it has to do with not commingling your funds, right? We know that we're all guilty. You went and you use your personal card for your business expenses rather than using your business card. Well, in this masterclass, we teach you the business structure and we teach you what is a trade line, what's a net 30, and how to leverage that being in a notary business. And you never have to worry about having any mismatch of finances. And that rolls into your accounts payable, which is your expenses, tracking that onto your notary gadget. I purchase paper. I purchase a blue ink pen. I purchase my stamp. And it ties all into the foundation of just being successful and having that financial literacy in order for you to be successful in notary business. And, and just building that solid foundation uh, from the get-go, ideally, but even... Even now, wherever you're at in your business, it sounds like that's sort of building that that foundation needed to really success uh, succeed in business, uh, isn't it? Yes, yes, definitely. So, and it, a lot of people just don't know what business credit is. So we just kind of walk you through the beginning stage of it. Right, and then just think about this, guys. I mean, you, you, a lot of us think, okay, notary side hustle. They they maybe compare it to Uber, but I mean, it's it goes beyond just having a stamp and, and signing some documents and making a little extra money on a part-time. I mean, this is a legitimate career, a legitimate business, and it should be treated that way. And for those of us who decide to treat it with that tender, loving care, it will, it will feed us back. It will, it will give us in ways that we can't imagine if we nurture it and we take care of it, just like any other business would take care of their business. So, Definitely helping you think bigger about what you do and how, how important it is what we do and, and how we should definitely treat it with, with the respect that it deserves. Now, how can people find out about this masterclass? Because it's October 8th. Now, if you're listening to the show after the October 8th, it's October 8th, 2021. But if you're listening to be this podcast before, this episode before October, it was Octo October 8th, right? Yes. Yeah, so... One thing about this masterclass is that it rolls into a course also. So we do the live, right, with the Notary Business Credit Masterclass on October the 8th, but it's a two-day interactive course, right? It's October the 8th and the 14th. But if you happen to listen to this after, we also have the ability to turn it into an e-course. So you still get everything, but just not the Q&A part. The Q&A is just so critical. So even if people can't get to the, the live recording part of it, they can still benefit from this valuable information. Oh, my God. Yes, they can. And we have... <laughs> 
so much success. How how can people? I, I'll put a link to the uh, to the to the masterclass in the show notes. But how can people uh, find out directly uh, about what you what you have off, to offer here? Yes. Um. So you can definitely find out by going to MissNotaryConsultant.com, and you can locate the information there, or you can just find me simply on Instagram or even on Facebook at Miss Notary Consultant. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, Renee, thank you so much for being on the show. I think you've uh, blown some people's mind, and I think that you are adding great value to this notary community, and I'm very glad that you were able to come on the show and, and join us to give us these great nuggets and that's 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 how how grateful I am for you to to join us and and I'm sure everyone who listened to the show was extremely extremely enlightened and inspired by you and your story so thank you Renee no thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure just to give back to the community with one of the things that I know how is education and knowledge so thank you so much for giving me the platform to be able to do that absolutely Hey, guys, you're very welcome. And thank you, you guys, for taking the time to listen to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative and entertaining. And until next time, I hope you guys have an amazing, productive, and super cool week. Take care. Bye now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com.